are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So, what's good, everybody? Goodness, I cannot believe it has actually been a week since our last episode. Well, maybe it's because... Okay, so let me just break it down. Maybe, like, from my point of view, it's because of the fact that last week when we did our episode, uh, I, w- I actually had the week off because of Christmas break. But this week, uh, as a as a very proud grad student, holla, uh, I actually had to start school once again. And uh, even though it's only been, like, three weeks already, or... <laughs> Jeez, look at my brain. Even though it's only been three days into the week only, it feels like I've been back forever. And uh, man, the hustle has never been stronger. The grind feels like it's been ongoing for decades. And uh, if you did ask me about this like a couple days ago, I'd be like, no, I just need to sleep in. Like, that's just how tired and sleep deprived I was trying to make that transition from that sleep schedule that I had for uh, like whatever my quote-unquote sleep schedule was over the break compared to what it really should be uh, usually. So yeah, I honestly was a zombie and I'm sure like everybody coming back to work uh, this week was as well. But you know what? It doesn't matter because we're we're past the hard days, I should say. And here we are back to back to normal, back to regular life. And out here trying to hustle and grind, baby. Let's let's make it happen. So as you can tell, I have a lot of energy today. <laughs> and but no, but honestly, listen, as always, I'm just so happy to so happy and blessed to be here right now. Also, uh, amongst our disbelievements, I guess, if that's the word, uh, I cannot believe it's already episode 205 for, for TKO because feels like again it was like yesterday that we celebrated episode number 200 but oh well time does fly doesn't it but um here we are uh happy as always blessed as always here to do another phenomenal episode of tko with y'all so now that all that is out of the way man oh man so there's actually a lot of um things happening specifically in the world of mixed martial arts right now and I was just uh, talking with another friend of mine about this. I feel like uh, one of the most exciting weight divisions in, in all mixed martial arts is actually the lightweight division, which is the 155-pound weight division across all organizations. So this might actually, if you are a casual MMA fan, this might kind of like strike you as odd a little bit. Or at least if you're a casual, should I say, combat sports fan. Because usually when you think of combat sports, 
if you don't have a lot of um, background on uh, like some of the current things that are happening, you probably think to yourself, well, it's potentially, usually, should I say, it's usually the heavyweight division that creates a lot of um, news and, and ruckus and drama. And the, the, the heavyweight division is usually thought to be the more exciting weight division in uh, all of combat sports. But let me tell you this, when we talk about MMA, well, not to not to discredit the heavyweight division at all, but I, I just feel like it's not um, kind of like... It's beyond the scope of what I'm talking about right now. But I feel like when we talk about uh, mixed martial arts, actually, as a matter of fact, the first weight division that comes to your mind that uh, pertains to excitement, entertainment, violence in a good way, obviously, and uh, a fantastic display of athleticism and MMA skills is indeed the lightweight division. Okay, so... Speaking of this lightweight division, I feel like there's actually been a lot of news uh, regarding some of the things, some of the fight announcements that have been uh, put out there, specifically in the UFC. And of course, a very big event that we have coming up on January 23rd, again in the UFC, uh, the fight, the, the, the much anticipated fight between the former interim lightweight champion at the UFC, Dustin Poirier. Against the one and only, the notorious Conor McGregor, who we all know at one point in time was the double champ, meaning he was the champion at the featherweight division in the UFC at the, at the, at the 145-pound weight division, as well as the 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 beloved <laughs> lightweight division, the 155-pound weight division. So, these two guys are fighting very soon in a, in a matter of uh, two weeks or so, which is very, very exciting. But even for that fight, we actually have some updates for y'all. Uh, some things that you might you might not know about, but are very, very important with regard to what the future holds for the lightweight division in the UFC. Okay, so we have that coming up today. We actually, actually as of today, like this is coming in hot. We are going to be talking about another uh, bout Again, in the lightweight division, uh, that is that has a lot of potential uh, with regard to uh, whoever wins that bout can potentially get a shot at the title. So we're going to be talking about that today as well. And just overall talking about how the rankings have actually been in the lightweight division. Because personally, I have to be honest, um, if you, okay, yeah, I feel like for the for the recent years, I personally have been... Okay, this is a bad word to say because, you know, as the host of this show, I feel like it is within my responsibility to consistently update myself with the rankings, like the changes in in MMA rankings and whatnot. But I do have to make a confession, y'all. I have actually not been catching up that much with how the how the rankings have been and how uh, they have potentially been altered uh, after many fights. So uh, I will actually give you guys a, some sort of a check-in as to what is actually going on in the lightweight division in the UFC with regard to rankings and who's fighting who and whether or not the rankings actually make sense. Now, this is kind of like a little bit off topic, but uh, believe it or not, the rankings, You okay, when I, when I talk about rankings... Fighter rankings, uh, for those of you who uh, don't have much background on this, 
it's not like there's a committee and people like actual officials sit down and uh, make up the rankings. Okay, so or at least that's how we all thought things were supposed to go down when we talked about rankings and how uh, like what the reasoning behind changing certain rankings were. However, turns out that that is actually not the case. It is mostly journalists and uh, matchmakers. So it's it's a whole bunch of people whose opinion uh, actually has a, has a huge impact on how the rankings are made. But again, it's not a set thing. And for example, like right now, I, I could give you the ranking, which I'm actually reading off of uh, the, the official UFC website. However, for example, if you go on to, for example, ESPN, they themselves might have a different sort of ranking because they've uh, they themselves have recruited a different team of people to do the rankings for them, right? So, it again, so I guess what I'm trying to come down to is that the rankings are not always official. There's no universal ranking system. When we talk about ranking um, any fighter in, in combat sports, essentially, which is really frustrating, but oh well, I feel like in this case, because we will be talking about the uh, the rankings in the lightweight division in the UFC, I think it is, um, it, it makes the most sense if we talk about the rankings that have been officially put out there uh, on, the, on the UFC website. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can't really think of any other um, resource that would give us as much accurate information anyway so i know there's a like a lot of s- tiny stuff that go that, that that just like go into how things work in combat sports don't you worry we got you covered everything you have to know we'll talk about it on tko okay so enough of me ranting about all that so now without further ado ladies and gentlemen this is an all-exclusive episode just us talking about the lightweight division specifically in the UFC, how things have been going down, who's saying what, and uh, what's actually happening with regards to rankings. So now without further ado, let's get started. Okay, so today I really want to tell you guys about uh, what's actually happening in the fight between Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor. So uh, when this fight was initially announced, and I know, I know, this fight is still a few weeks away, and I will actually reserve my, um, I guess, official breakdowns for the week leading up to fight night. However, uh, we were just told, uh, that this fight, okay, no, 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 actually, let me just backtrack a little bit, give you some background about this, uh, this bout in particular, and then I'll, I'll actually tell you the 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 most recent update with regard to this bout. Okay, so Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier initially they call they were calling each other each other excuse me out a lot on social media in in the year 2020, right? Oh, actually, that reminds me. Happy New Year, everybody! I cannot. <laughs> okay, I'm really sorry. I really did have in mind to say Happy New Year because. Anyway, so I know it's already like at least a week into New Year's, but come on. Okay, Happy New Year, and this is our very first episode of the year. Hopefully, this year will bring about a lot of good good news, good vibes, and just good things overall, and a lot of productivity and peacefulness. All right. Anyway, period. Okay, 
So, uh, well, okay. I was talking about uh, how Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier, um, they were calling each other out a lot in the past year, just going back and forth on Twitter. And what happened after was that Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier essentially came to consensus that they, they would be okay with fighting each other um, and that they would be okay with donating money uh, or revenue from the bout that they'll be having to charity, which was all good. And mind you, at the time, well, this was just thought of as a as a big name fight, meaning that, okay, we haven't had Conor McGregor, the double champion, one of the most famous uh, MMA superstars right now. We haven't had him fight in such a long time. So honestly, um, we just want to have him back. We just want to give him a comeback fight. However, his comeback opponent is no one to at all underestimate Dustin Poirier. Like I told you guys in the beginning, he was the interim lightweight champion. Um, he fought Khabib Nurmagomedov, the, the lightweight champion, for the actual lightweight title to whom he actually uh, lost. However, um, he's been very dominant in his most recent fights. And uh, even to this day, he is uh, amongst the top contenders in the lightweight division. And I'm actually going to get into that uh, in, in more uh, detail in a few minutes. So having said all those things, uh, even though this fight wasn't necessarily for the title, we just thought that, uh, okay, so first of all, it wasn't for the title and it was mostly for charity cause so we love to have this fight but also it was a big name fight regardless so everybody was so excited about this fight and at the time when the fight was announced uh Khabib Nurmagomedov who had just mentioned he was still uh considered the champion the the undisputed unified lightweight champion of the world now, uh, we if you if you if you have been catching up with your lightweight fights, uh, you probably recall that when Khabib Nurmagomedov, the last fight that he had against another top contender in the lightweight division, Justin Gaethje, he um, he not only dominated over Justin Gaethje, but what happened at the end of that fight was the most surprising to all because Khabib having already lost his father and coach uh, Abdulmanab Nurmagomedov due to um, his fight with COVID-19 um, Khabib Nurmagomedov said that he just didn't want to come back into the octagon because he didn't have his father on his side and in his corner so he just said that at a record of 29 uh, wins and zero losses he just wanted to retire from the sport forever. So once he said that, obviously he could be uh, retired as the champion. But the organization is it doesn't really work like, oh, you're the champion. You, re you re excuse me, you retire and you give up your belt and it's up for grabs at that point. It's not how it works. So even though Khabib retired by name, he was still the champion. And uh, we didn't know what was actually going on with uh, Khabib, whether or not his retirement announcement was actually accurate, whether it was just based on emotion. We just had no idea what was happening with Khabib himself. And we had no idea what was happening with the title. And, and then on the other hand, we, of course, had this McGregor and Dustin Poirier fight happening. Like we knew that it was uh, supposed to happen on January 23rd. 
which we all knew, like I said, it was a big fight. And now we have Khabib just uh, being idle in, in, the, in, the, in the lightweight division. We don't know what's happening with them. There were so many rumors um, surrounding Khabib and his potential return into the octagon. Dana White said there was uh, Dana White, the president of the UFC. He even hinted at um, his potential return into the octagon for his 30th professional fight. However, after many attempts, Khabib actually came out and put out a official statement saying that, no, he will not be coming back. Period. So when Khabib said that, the UFC uh, matchmakers and officials just thought to themselves and said, okay, what we're going to do is that, well, Khabib's not going to come back. He was a champion, but it's not fair to everybody else in this lightweight division because the division is essentially stacked with so many talented fighters and we need to uh, we need to keep moving forward, essentially, right? And we already have this Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier fight uh, booked out in January. So what are we going to do? Well, we're just going to make this fight for the title, of course. So uh, this uh, this was actually um, very, very interesting because um, obviously Dustin Poirier, he's already fought for the title uh, once before. And Conor McGregor, it just seems a little bit, um, seems a little bit unfair to me, though. I do have to say this because Conor McGregor, he has not, yeah, he has not fought in such a long time. Uh, it's been a very, it's been a relatively long layoff for him. And uh, for this fight to be a potential title, uh, title grabber, excuse me, for him, it's just a little bit off to me. However, um, We'll see how things go down on uh, January 23rd because I do feel like it is going to be a very exciting fight. Um, to my knowledge, the two guys have actually faced off before in which um, uh, in the first fight, um, Conor McGregor actually won against Dustin Poirier. And this was way, way back before Conor McGregor um, actually rose to fame. So that kind of tells you something, you know, because I know a lot of people, actually, I do have to admit, though, including myself before in the past, okay, have to put it, put this out there. A lot of people tend to doubt Conor McGregor as a fighter, as an MMA fighter, because of the fact that, oh, he's so famous. And, oh, even if he does uh, score a really nice uh, win or a good knockout or a good finish, it's potentially all due to a fluke and whatnot, and it's not real. But when you do go back and watch some of those old Conor McGregor highlights, and specifically, I would actually highly recommend everybody to go back and watch this fight that he had against Dustin Poirier, because it's a true, um, a true show of how how good he was even before he rose to fame. And I feel like people tend to forget that nowadays, right? Regardless, though, I just feel like it's going to be a very good fight, especially because, like I said, the two have fought before. But the question is, what would actually happen right now, right? We haven't had the two um, fight. Actually, either either of these guys fight in at least a year because of, uh, you know, reasons like the pandemic, hello. But also... Um, another thing that I was just thinking about is the fact that 
It's been so long since the two guys actually faced off against one another in their first match. A lot, as we all know, has changed since the first time that these two guys have faced off against one another. But how would all those factors, how would fame, how would um, that extra experience that each guy has um, has gained throughout throughout years. How is all that going to impact their performance on fight nights on January twenty third? Okay, so that is that is all all really interesting, right? But also, I do want to emphasize that everything that I just said, um, it has not been officially confirmed by the UFC. However, this is really interesting and a little bit suspicious because. The UFC, um, everything I just told you, they have been hinting that this fight indeed will be for the crown, for the lightweight crown. Through And there's been like leaked direct messages and um, uh, just, just messages and emails that have uh, been sent around to trusted individuals and trusted parties saying that this fight is indeed going to be for the title. And even, I guess I should say, the former lightweight champion, Khabib Nurmagomedov himself, has also hinted at the fact that whoever wins this fight will get the new crown for the lightweight division. So, regardless, I just feel like it's going to be a very, very interesting fight. But hold up a second. So, if we have that fight as the potential fight, the potential bout who will crown a new champion at the lightweight division, then what is actually happening for the remainder of the weight division, right? So let's just, uh, let's just talk about the rankings that we have right now. So we have Khabib as our champion right now, right? I'm not talking about what's going to happen after January 23rd. So right now we have Khabib Nurmagomedov as a champion. So we all we already know that Dustin Poirier... Number two is going to be fighting off against Conor McGregor. Number four, right? So these two, you you cross these two guys out. Who who else is up there in the top five, um, uh, or like listed as a top five contender in the lightweight division? The only other people that we have here is the number one contender Justin Gaethje and the number three contender Charles Oliveira. Okay, and the number five is Tony Ferguson, who I I will not be talking about right now. But I guess, yeah, I guess briefly I'll just mention him. So uh, we this actually happened a couple of weeks back. Um, Charles Oliveira fought Tony Ferguson in a very brutal fight. And Charles Oliveira, uh, he showed everybody that his name needs to be out there, needs to be put out there on the map, on the lightweight map. And um, I feel like this is the true definition of us giving credit when credit is actually due. Because Charles Oliveira, he has been in the game and specifically in the lightweight division for so long now. He is indeed a veteran even uh, of this weight division in mixed martial arts. And uh, he's been out there for so long, so underestimated, so underestimated. But finally, through the most recent wins that he's had, specifically the one that he had against Tony Ferguson, he's risen so far up in the lightweight rankings as the number three contender. 
And uh, it was just announced that he was going to be fighting off against uh, Justin Gaethje for a um, contendership bout, um, I guess I should put it. But uh, what that essentially means is that whoever wins that fight, they will potentially get the winner of Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. Uh, according to the rankings, that would actually make a lot of sense um, because who else? Like, you can't just randomly give it to any guy who's in the top 10 um, uh, list of fighters in the lightweight division. Uh, and I and I, I know that kind of sounded a little bit awkward, uh, but I, I, I really wanted to bring that up because there's also been talks uh, by other lightweight contenders right now in the UFC, specifically by... Um, so by a fighter who is actually new to the UFC, who hasn't even made his UFC debut yet, but is very, very well known and uh, famous in other MMA organizations. So, of course, I'm talking about Michael Chandler, the former lightweight uh, champion at Bellator, who, um, well, he obviously had his run of success in Bellator However, because of contract reasons and a lot of other things that go beyond the scope of this episode, he decided to have a contract with the UFC, which was fantastic for him. And uh, ever since he he signed his contract and made his move to the UFC, well, he was on call for the fight that Justin Gaethje and Khabib Nurmagomedov had a while back. Um, he even made weight. He even cut weight to be the the on call fighter for that uh, for that bout. However, he obviously wasn't needed for that fight. But who would Michael Chandler fight for his UFC debut? So that it's uh, fair to anybody else who's been in the lightweight division for so long, who's been um, grinding hard to to get, be where they are right now and to rise to the top. But also, who would he fight that is actually um, on his level, right? And I said that, and to just tie it back to what I said before, um, I feel like um, sometimes fighters obviously talk a lot um, because obviously they want to they want to fight the the best people who are out there. And I feel like Michael Chandler is definitely one of those people because Michael Chandler recently came out and said that. Um, he was expecting to, he, he was actually expecting himself to be mashed up against one of the top five contenders in, in the lightweight division right now, which to me is a little bit ridiculous because sure, I, I understand you were the champion in Bellator, but you are still making your debut in this new organization. So I feel like for him, uh, for, for the matchmakers to actually give him that fight against a top five contender in the lightweight division and the most competitive weight division in all of mixed martial arts right now. I just feel like that's a little bit unrealistic. However, um, surprise, surprise, I just figured this out actually. But on the same card that Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor will be fighting, the co-main event of the evening is also going to be another lightweight belt between Michael Chandler, yay, good for him, and the number six contender right now in the in the weight division, Dan Hooker, who also fought previ- who previously also fought Dustin Poirier, and it was a toe to toe fight. It was a very very close fight. It was a it was a brutal fight, honestly. But um, Dan Hooker fought Dustin Poirier, 
And uh, yes, he lost that fight. But uh, stylistically, things were really close. And that makes me wonder because um, uh, Michael Chandler's style as well is very close to that of Dustin Poirier's and even to that of Dan Hooker's. So overall, I feel like uh, it's actually a win-win situation here. So Michael Chandler gets a very good high-level contender right now, even though Dan Hooker is not necessarily a top five contender, but he's a, gosh, gosh, he's a very, very, very talented and very potent um, athlete in the lightweight division. So I feel like it's definitely a win for Michael Chandler, even if he, uh, even if, when okay okay no let me rephrase if he wins this fight i don't know why i i struggle so much with that one but uh if he wins this fight he can definitely make his way to the top five um, contendership list for sure but okay i saw all those things just to tell you guys how exciting this lightweight division is right now in the ufc and that there's so much going on and to kind of remind you guys, please do not sleep on this. Like, be like, open your eyes. Just, just see everything that is happening in this awesome weight division. Because trust me, a lot is happening. And uh, even if you blink for a second, you'll you'll miss out on something. So, having said all those things, um, yeah, I will definitely keep you guys updated if I do come across anything new. But uh, yeah, I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for this week. You guys, make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. And until next time, it's your girl, Jenna, right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Peace out.